Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to episode 17 of the Level Up Latina podcast. This week, we are discussing a very close topic to a lot of us, relatable topic, feeling stuck as a first-generation woman, mujer, and kind of caught in two worlds, the the woman that your parents are expecting you to be or your family's expecting you to be, to the woman you've become after gone, going to college and coming back home. I hope that this uh, this topic really resonates with a lot of you because we find it very relatable yes. as first-generation mujeres, Mexican-Americans, having gone away from home and then coming back to our little nest um, as changed, fully developed, independent mujeres. Our our stories are can be a little bit different, but very, very, very much similar because we all came from that same nest of first-generation. So, We had a listener that advised us to pick this topic. So thank you to that listener who sent over a couple of topic ideas. We're really excited to talk about this. Yes, those topics actually made a lot of sense because she just felt that this is something that for her is important. And we, when we read those topics, we're like, yes, yes, this definitely is something we lived through, something we were able to overcome and survive. And now here we are, grown women with families and our children and the way we're trying to influence our children and teach them. Uh, it's going to make you know that impact for them uh, from from what we where we came from. And that those experiences, uh, I can kick it off. So I was just thinking a lot about this topic because lately I've just been thinking a lot about my relationship with my mom and everything she was able to do. Like when I think of my mom, I tell people a lot that she's this Bill Gates in my eyes because, you know, she grew up really poor, first grade education, came to this country, had to learn a lot of things. She was a kid. She used to dream about riding a bike. It's so funny. You know, you live on the rancho, you see people on a bike and she thought that was a big deal wow, one day maybe I'll ride a bike. So imagine coming mm -hmm. to this country, leaving your country, a new language, learning to drive a car after having been on the bus, having three jobs, finally beginning to clean houses so it's your own job and you manage your own time, to buying a house, to becoming a single parent, everything she accomplished, right? That's wonderful. I look at her example and I think it's great. But then she looks at me and in this weird way, she still wants me to be traditional in a weird way. Mm -hmm. She still wants me to be a good Latina, a good Mexican woman married with kids, but she also in a weird way wants me to have all these things that she connects to success. So when I finished college, I just remember this immense pressure while she wanted me to be traditional and come back and move home. She also wanted me to do stuff like buy a Mercedes Benz. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's such yeah. a weird that talk about being want one mom. Right? Yeah. And talk about being caught in two worlds. Like that was important to her because she thought that was like the American dream. Right. Right. But it was right. also important to her that I once I got home from college that I wasn't out all night. I was not an independent woman. I needed to be home. I needed to come mm -hmm. home and do my thing and be respectful of the home. And I know that I was going to touch on this topic, but it's so funny to go to college, become independent, suddenly mm -hmm. have this, this rebirth of who you are. And then have to come back home to these really weird standards. Like they do want you to succeed and they want you to work and they want you to be independent. But weirdly enough, just enough. Like don't be too independent. Don't be too radical. Don't change mm -hmm. too much. So anyway, I've been thinking a lot about this. I talked to my husband about how I love to travel. And in a weird way, that's anti-traditional to my mom. And I know she supports me and loves me, but she finds it to be crazy how much I travel. So that's, again, caught in two worlds. Mm -hmm. It's a hobby. And to her, it's hunker down, work hard, settle down 
no andes de loca. Like, really, I'm sí. guys almost 40 sí, sí. and I'm still... Ubícate, yes, Irene, ubícate, Irene. I'm loca, right? But it's funny because I've been dealing with that since I was in college. When I wanted to go to Europe in college, I had my brother step in for me and say, Mom, you're holding her back. Like, don't clip her wings. Let her go to... I think my brother even paid my ticket. So thank God for older siblings, you guys, like, right. that let us... Ceci, you, you know were what's that. crazy? Our parents didn't travel. Our parents no. didn't travel. For example, like some of our parents left the rancho, left their parents for the first time, came to the States. My parents met here. So they met their partners here, started their families. And it wasn't like they were traveling. If no. they would travel anywhere, it would be their rancho mm -hmm. to visit the family it, once a year, twice a year, mm -hmm. if that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like they're like, oh, vamos a ir a conocer Cancún. Vamos a ir a conocer eso. No, a ellos. Even to this day, I asked my mom, ¿Dónde quieres ir? ¿Dónde, qué, de, ¿Qué lugar? Uh -huh. La dice, no, yo no quiero a ningún lado. Yo prefiero ese dinerito irme a ver a mis hermanos al Aww. rancho y estar con ellos. I see it. And I see because there's that longing that she, some, she left something mm -hmm, behind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the travel part of it is like, yeah, the world must be beautiful. I get it. I respect it. You go ahead and do you. But for me, no, I just want to go back to my where my home was. They're weirdly like influenced by us. They're also proud of us. Like you said, your mom said, go for it. Do you like my mom in a weird way? After all these years, she started traveling more. Like she went to Europe yeah. and she started to, I remember the first time we went to Hawaii with my mom, it was such a big deal because we weren't going back to Mexico every year. Like you said, it right. was, you go to Mexico, you go Mexico. to the town your family's from, you go to the pueblito, you sort of like it, you sort of don't, you know, it's hot, there's mosquitoes, you love being home, you love the food, but it's also mm -hmm. like, you know, there's a lot that's like my mom finally thought, well, maybe we'll do something different. So it's funny because you are caught in two worlds. You're, you, sh you should be obliged to want to go back and be with your family. You miss your family. But there is such a big world. So in this weird way, I think I make my mom proud, but I also am doing the anti-traditional sometimes. And they're stuck in two worlds because they want to give us good advice, but they don't want to mm -hmm. give us the wrong advice. It's like, is it the advice mm -hmm. they grew up with? Is yeah. the advice yeah. that they're now seeing that it's okay to travel? It's weird. I wanted to touch on that. Like our, our parents, our moms specifically, like wanting just to go back to Mexico. My mom loves coming to Mexico, comes two to three times a week. I mean, I'm sorry, two to three times a month. Uh, sorry, a year. God. <laughs> Scratch that. Yeah. And so jet privado. Yeah, so jet privado. No, my mom comes like two to three times a year and she loves it. But last year, uh, her too, she got the opportunity to go to Europe with her siblings. Oh. Ten of them went. Spouses. My dad didn't go because he hates flying, but my mom went. And we're like, si tu vete, conoce. And I was so excited. Um, I think I posted photos of her in Europe because I was so excited oh. that she got to see the world that I saw back when I was mm -hmm. in college and I studied abroad. Mm -hmm. So I was so excited for her. She got really excited about it. And I think they're talking about trying to do another trip to Europe, to other countries that they didn't visit last year and hopefully do it within the next year. So what a good point. Cause it's weird. Cause we're, mm -hmm. we're supposed to talk about, we're supposed to talk about the conflict. We're first I know. And how hard it was. And somehow yeah. we turned into like, what a good example we've been. Yes. Yeah, we've rebelled a little bit anti-tradition. And here we are being a good influence yeah. on them. But Ceci, touch more on your experience of moving back home after college. Did you move back home after that? Yes, definitely. So the, you know, graduation happened. My whole family went down to Santa Barbara from Hayward. I want to say like extended family, mis tios, primas, everyone went down. It was like, you know, it was a big deal. It was the first person to graduate college literally i think they went back after graduation and that monday or tuesday after i moved out of the dollhouse i i forgot who i i got a ride from someone and i went back home and it was different it was definitely different we were independent women in college making our own schedules going out coming home wee hours of the night but now we were back in the home you know in the nest with our parents it was weird to ask for permission like puedo salir so weird so 
It's so weird, right? So when I, yes. I remember like mentioning like, oye, mami, voy a tal lado. Tú ya ni pides permiso. And I was like, I'm like 21, 22, you know, like, Soy mujer avisando, you know, te estoy avisando. So those, I, those, I remember those were moments of like dickering between my mom and I. Es que tú te mandas sola, you know, cosas yes. así. And it was so hard to make her understand. I survived and I was alone for four years, you know, living alone with my college roommates and, you know, making my own schedule. Being in Vegas. También. Being in Rosarito. Being in Aguascalientes. In Aguascalientes, en la feria. You know, I did all that. And studied abroad in Europe and all that. And I survived. I, I was able to, you know, make it. I didn't flunk out of college. I was able to, you know, graduate and, you know, and finish my classes. So the, those were like the bickering moments and, it was definitely challenging and, you know, just trying to, and, you know, still, still lying. Li like if I wanted to spend the night away from yeah. home, like, oh, me voy a quedar con una amiga. Amiga. Entre comillas. Right. Yeah, so really. things like that, that were definitely hard. And it wasn't, it wasn't like spending the night away from home. And it wasn't it, until I was with Luis that I finally mm -hmm. told her, you know what, I'm going to stay here. Porque va a tener una reunión, you know, and I don't want to drive back home late or take part. So I'm just going to stay here. And by that point, my mom was already, and mind you, I was, I was over 30. I was 31 probably already. And at that point, my mom already had a smartphone, knew how to text and all that. And I remember telling her, I'm going to stay here with my boyfriend. And I remember her oh my gosh. texting me back and seeing the little dots and thinking, fuck, like, what is she going to say, right? But she was like, <laughs> bueno, está bien, cuídate. Que pases buenas noches. Ya con eso, como que ya, you know? Yeah, But I was like wow. shitting bricks, like seeing the little dots. Oh my gosh, so, that's such a funny story. Do you want to this mucho? I think I was home like 18 months. Like, you don't want to nada back home. Because <laughs> sí, my mucho. mom, the same, because you said, you know, you were so professional and you went to law school. There was so much you had going on. I yeah. came back and I knew right away, like, I was going to jump into the working world, and my mom wanted tabs on me, and, like, she said the same stuff, like, de manda sola. I remember my dad came to visit, and he was sitting there, and I was kind of in and out of the house all weekend. He's telling my mom, he's like, ay, esa, esa palomita ya voló, like, trying to say, like, she has done it <laughs> all. She has lived it all already, and I thought to myself, yes, like you said, Tessie, we were in college for yeah. five years, completely alone in other countries. We know how to be alone in the world in our own neighborhoods, but mm -hmm. I moved out right away. I moved in with Lisa. I moved in with Sandra. We moved into That's an apartment right. in LA. And I know my mom was disappointed, but I also knew like, I have to get out of this situation because we're just going to fight and drive each other crazy. And I, I want to make her proud. You know, I don't want her feeling like, where is she now? Where is she now? And keeping her up and keeping her worried. And honestly, I know I disappointed her. So my tip of the day is you might have to do things that are going to disappoint your parents. And deep down, you know, if they're right for you and they're good for you, you have to proceed and you have to get through that really uncomfortable stage. It was really hard for my mom to support me when I wanted to get my own place in LA because she was thinking college is one thing. You're far away in Santa Barbara. You don't have to live with me. And mm -hmm. she would always tell me that fuiste tan lejos, te quieres ir más lejos whenever I would, you know, travel. And I know it hurt her heart, but I was like, you know, like you, I'm, a, I'm in my mid twenties. I want to live on my own. I work on my own. Mm -hmm. I need this independence. Funny enough, I didn't last very long. I was like married within the year. I had a kid within a year. So yeah. my poor mom Andale. was probably like, te I did have to rebel. And it's not even rebelling. So for our first no. generation Latinas listening, you're not actually rebelling. You might feel like you're rebelling. My tip of the day is communicate with your parents, but take the steps that work for you. Ceci's like, I have to send this text. I have to send this text. I have to tell her. I don't want to lie. Yes. I knew. 
I have yeah. to move out. My mom even was my co-signer. She helped me move out. I was young. I have to move out because we're just going to drive each other crazy. So I don't know. Maybe, Vero, you have some examples of rebelling. I was like, my middle name should have been rebel, rebel, rebellion. <laughs> Veronica, child, a rebel child. Um, <laughs> Veronica Rebelle Burgos. Veronica Gudiel. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay, let's, let's, um, let's make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. es que ya soy mujer decente. I always was the one to push the envelope. Siempre, siempre, siempre. I even, okay, so let's talk about the journey about moving back home. Like it, for me, everything you girls said, mm -hmm. exactly on, on point with my parents. Like I felt también que mis papás, like were, there were two different people at the same time, like mm -hmm. two people in one. They're very liberal in certain things. Like, oh no, si entendemos esto, entonces apoyar and do this and that. But no, you're a woman. Eres una mujercita and you have to be able to do this kind of stuff. This is the process now. Married, yes, you have your children. So there was still that expectation there. You know, before we had our own space, we come back home, we're independent, we're, you know, we'll go out, we'll meet someone, and sometimes we'll take them back to our apartment when we're in college, right? Like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. I like you. Yo, bien ballsy. I actually took someone home back to my parents, but I knew this guy, you know, and he ended up being my boyfriend. The next morning, I was like, oh, what am I thinking? My parents what? are going to wake up and they're going to they're gonna see him here? What the hell? But también me aproveché because I knew my mom wasn't home. She was in my brother's at Oak in Oakland. My dad usually would get up early in the morning on Saturdays and he would take off. Like say Eva to community service organization, the CSO in East LA. So he would like leave early to go to the meetings. He was an active member there. So I was like, perfect. If he comes over at night, they, they're already asleep. And mom's not home. My dad's here, but he's asleep. He won't know. And then in the morning when my dad's leave hella early, then he can just leave after that. Mind you, when those planes are so of course. Morning, wake up, my dad's in the kitchen table. What? At the kitchen table, like, oh. And behind me comes who used to be my, who became my boyfriend, uh, Buenos Dias. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. <laughs> my dad's face was just like, what the hell? But I was like, okay, you know, this is fine. This is the first person, and you know, that, you that are guy was eventually the guy. Veronica Rebelde yes. yes. for real. I could yes. not have done that, girl. Uh uh. Yo tampoco. Oh, I am surprised my dad did not get up and beat the shit out of me because right? I his face was pretty much whooping my ass. But my dad kind of held back. He's like, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, se va. He's like, no, quieres desayunar? Oh, shit. And I shit. was like, you better say. Oh. <laughs> so, he's like, no, no, gracias. Es que, you know, ya, ya me tengo que ir, que no sé qué. And he's like, okay, well, nice to meet you. Shook his hand really, really firm handshake. Oh, my God. And it takes off. My dad comes back. Oh, Veronica, ¿vas a desayunar? I'm like, ah, no tengo hambre. No, vamos a desayunar. No te vas a sentar. He makes me breakfast. No te vas a sentar. Makes me like a huevo en torta, you know, un huevito en torta. He even made you the breakfast. Oh. Oh, because he wanted me to feel comfortable, you know. But it was like his his way of like, okay, what the hell? You know, tell me what is happening. Why why is this dude in our house? In my house, you know. But my dad was always a very, my dad just has a way of being very understandable, very relatable. He was just like, okay, help me understand why this just happened. Why should I not, in a sense, beat your ass up right now? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I told him, like, yeah, you know, he's he's a great guy. We work together, this and this and that. He's trying to understand who this person was and why he was in our house. He was like, okay, I get it. He's like, things change. I get it. You were used to your own space. Ya te viniste aquí con nosotros. But now things are different. He's like, I, I don't like having strangers in our home. So I I'm going to ask you just once to not let it happen again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, no problem. So after that, I was like, okay, I get it. There's a part of us that I'm used to my own space. Let me do what I want. And then mm -hmm. when I did that, ooh, I really crossed the line. And I realized it that morning, but I knew I was just that that night. I didn't care. I'm like, it's okay. My parents are cool. Oh yeah, my right. God. You're you know, so bold. Ballsy. Ballsy. But that's what happened. That's definitely the pushing the envelope, being rebellious and just doing my thing. And 
que decían mis papás, you know, but I'm very glad my mom wasn't there because even though my mom's a sweet one that's very loving, yeah. she would have smacked me around. I swear yeah. to God, she would have. Um, but my dad's like, let me understand you, you know? You're so amazing, like, okay, Pero. My no mom problem. would have lost her mind. Lost yeah, mine her too. Mind. <laughs> mine too. No, that's what I'm saying. I was, I knew, I knew what I was doing in yeah. the sense of like, my mom's not home. That's crazy. So my dad, he's going to try to understand me, you know? Talk so about being why, stuck just, in two worlds. That it was like, I'm getting it in. Yeah. I'm the independent woman. But you woke you know up what? and your dad was yeah. in the kitchen. I was going to say, both of you are the youngest in your family and I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I always felt that my parents, my mom, most of all, was a strict, like super strict with me. Even in high school, I wasn't able to go to any dances mm -hmm. until my senior year. I had to get like a ride from my uncle, my cousin, and I had to get a ride from my uncle to the prom. But I felt with my siblings, she was more lenient. And mm -hmm. I actually came back home twice. I came back home after college, after Santa Barbara. And after, and then I left to for law school, also to Southern California, and then came back after law school. Mm -hmm. So it was two instances where I had to kind of relive that again, like, oh God, here we go again. Mm -hmm. You know, kind have to conform to my parents' rules of like not staying mm -hmm. out and things like that, or not, you know, or lying about where I was going to spend the night. During yeah. that transition, you were becoming more successful too. Yeah. You know, you were coming back in your life and you've grown. We grew so much. So that's the thing too. Like we're not just, we didn't go to college, just become independent and wild and yeah. have no curfew. We went to learn. We went to grow up. Right. We did traveling. We took great classes. Yeah. We had jobs. So you come right. back a different person and then you went to freaking law school. Talk about coming back a different person. How did you navigate that? How do you navigate every time you come back? You're like a completely evolved, different person. Yeah. Well, at, at one point trying to not feel, I guess, guilty or not mm -hmm. feel the like imposter syndrome and hearing people say like, oh, pues cree mucho porque se fue a la universidad, se cree mucho porque mm -hmm. ya es abogada, things like that, that no one really said it to my face, but I kind of heard mm -hmm. little things here and there and me trying to find like, no, look at like, I'm cool. I'm still the same person. I'm still like, <laughs> you know, I'm still like la prima. Bring me the bottle. I yeah, got it. exactly. Like, I'm cool. Like I'm approachable. I'm the same person at home just because I have this job or this position doesn't change me. It doesn't change mm -hmm. who I am. In fact, like I want to give back to the community. Like I love outreach. Mm -hmm. Like I love, I once or twice I went back to my high school and spoke to, you know, the Puente kids yep. and things like that. So, uh, you know, I wanted to make clear like, Hey, primas, younger primas and the community like i just because i have this degree hasn't changed me i'm still the same person i still like to have fun i still like to be silly you know i still have like my sassy humor or whatever that yeah i think lisa used to say that sassy humor <laughs> you know i still yes. have that and i still to this day like married you know casada it's so true it's so true sassy so there's no need to feel that guilt so if you're listening and you feel right. guilty because your parents are kind of bringing you back to their bubble and your friends maybe in your community or your younger cousins, like you said, the primas, that mm -hmm. guilt is something we have to sort of reconcile and move forward from. Like, do not feel guilty for growing and evolving, but you, Ceci, mm -hmm. of all people, you definitely have always been the same down-to-earth person. No matter how much education or degrees or where you've lived, you've always been that down-to-earth person. It's so true. And it's just hard because like you said, they maybe didn't say it to your face, but the vibe and the energy mm -hmm. of people that mm -hmm. just don't understand you, it's maybe their own insecurities and they don't understand that you're making these moves and these steps that no one before you made. That's the thing about being first generation, right? 
No right. one before us did these things. We had to experience these things on our own. I know my mom, she would really make me feel bad. She's like, well, I don't know. I didn't go to college. So I don't know the big words or I don't know, like any debate we got mm-hmm. into when I moved back. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't know since I didn't go to college. And she was always kind of piling it on, but she meant well. But I thought, gosh, suddenly it was like, she doesn't, I don't relate to her because she didn't go to college. Like that's not yeah, real. We, we can relate, not. we can communicate, but it does make you feel bad. It does make you feel guilty and you got to power through that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's hard part like transitioning transitioning back into our into our communities where we came you know where we came from mm-hmm. and coming back to it's um that's difficult and especially being women because a lot of the women that looked like us were not have not been college or had not been college educated so now mm-hmm. here we are trying to not be an example but lead right lead mm-hmm. by example and say hey i've experienced this. let me help you guide you and guide mm-hmm. you through that through that process that's the challenging part because they're like, tu que sabes? you're the first person to go to college mm-hmm. and it's not like you know everything. And it's mm-hmm. not about knowing everything. It's just like, look, I've now experienced it and I can help walk you through it. So I exactly. think this kind of goes to how level of Latina came about. Right. I think a lot of us, we didn't have the women that went to college that, that were in our family that could say, look, Mija, let me have a sit down with you and talk to you about what the process is of getting into college, mm-hmm. what the process is after college. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel that feeling of being stuck. You might not be able to find the job you're looking for. Yep. You might not be able mm-hmm. to. You might not have the network you had when you were in college. You might Your friends might not be there, that support system. You're going to go through a really difficult transition. Some of us are lucky and blessed and we stay where we went to school. Some of us are lucky and blessed and when we go back home, we have a support system of friends of, of a, or a strong network where we can people we can reach out to to be able to find a job and help us through that process. But we didn't have those women in our lives. Yep. The majority of us did not have yeah. those women that were college educated to help us or guide us. So I think that's where we came up. And this is what really us three were very passionate about because we know that a lot of mujeres out there, we don't have it. Mm-hmm. And we want to help and guide and provide, provide guidance for those people because it's not easy. It's not easy. There's this expectation of now you having gone to college and mm-hmm. hey, this is where you should be college you didn't mm-hmm. go to college to be mediocre yeah and it's like but what if this is what i want to do with my college degree college isn't necessarily just um like we said earlier it doesn't just make me book smart or have me learn things at school and be disciplined that way mm-hmm. it also teaches me about real life mm-hmm. having left our homes like our parents did when they were young they left their homes in a, in a different country we left our homes here in, in you know in the states but we moved away and it helped us really appreciate what we had back home. Mm-hmm. And it taught us like, okay, it challenged us to, to, you know, it challenged our views, our morals, our, it put everything to a test. And we we're like, no, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And so the people that we had already become, that little person inside of us evolved and grew and learned new things, stand and stand tall. Like, no, these are my beliefs. And now they're, I really am committed to the person that I am, that my parents helped, you know, raise. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to go back and I want to, I want to give back. And this is our way. Level of Latina is our way of giving back. Absolutely. Because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. The story I was going to say is like, when I moved back home, the feeling stuck part was, I really was, I need to get a job now. I need to get a good mm-hmm. job. I need to show my parents that all that hard work that they did and provided the support for me, no se fue para nada. And... It was really stressful. And it wasn't, uh, it's not that I just couldn't find the job. I was looking for the right job. Mm-hmm. One morning, like not morning, it was in the evening because I had come home. I had a job uh, and I had been working somewhere and I didn't like it because it was just one of those jobs where you like, you had to be there. I had to leave my house at 5 a.m. and I wouldn't get back home till 8 p.m. It was just really rough and it wasn't what I wanted to do. I was doing door to door sales. So I'm sitting, I'm laying in my room in my bed. And I saw like my dad is going to the bedroom, to his bedroom. So he passes by and he, he kind of hears me like whimpering, like kind of crying. 
and I didn't want them to know I was crying. So I was like crying face down, laying mm-hmm. on my bed. Mm-hmm. And my dad comes up to me and he like taps my bag. Mica, ¿qué tienes? And I go, oh, oh, nada. No tengo nada. He's like, no, no. Dime, estás llorando. Algo tienes. ¿Qué pasó? Like, he was just really concerned. Like, what's going on? And I just felt like I, if I can't share it with anybody, then what's the point? I'm like, my dad's here. My friends aren't here, but let me talk to my dad. I end up telling him, like, dad, I just feel like, you know, I'm working this job and it's not really what I want to do. And I'm just going to quit. I'm just done. He's like, I don't know what to do. And I can't, I'm not happy. And I just want to, I just want to make sure to have the perfect job. And I'll, I just start telling him how I just feel like I'm stuck and I don't know what I'm doing, even though I went to college. I don't want it to be a waste of money and time. And they sacrifice so much. And he's like, hey, mija, por mí, por nosotros, no te preocupes. Like, mm-hmm. we're here to support you. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. He said, it's not easy. But you have now an upper hand. You at least went to college. And now you have different doors that can open mm-hmm. for you. And plus, he's like, take your time to find what you really want to do. He's like, because once you start working, it's not going to stop. Yeah. He's like, it's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, you know, he's right. Unless I get some crazy job where I make millions and I'm, I'm retire early. But he's like, once you start working, you're not going to stop until you retire. So make sure that what you do fulfills you and you're yeah. happy. And at least you don't, ha- you don't have to make a lot of money. But this is something you're going to do for the rest of your life. So just make sure you're ready for it. That makes so much sense. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, my dad didn't have a choice. He had to work construction jobs. He had to do mm-hmm. all these hard laboring work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that required, demanded so much of him physically. And I was like, okay, dad, thank you. And it just, he didn't have to say anything crazy. We're like, you're smart. You're this. He was just like, no, man, you can chill out. Kind of in a sense saying, I know there's a lot of pressure, but relax. It's okay. And I think that's where the two worlds come in because we're, you know, there's a part of, hey, go to college, be successful. And no one really tells us about that little yep. period of getting to the yep. success point. Mm-hmm. We want to just get be successful automatically. automatically. And, and it's, it's not time. easy. It's not easy to go on that path. Before we move on, I want to say props to your dad, Vettel. Because he's mm-hmm. a modern, understanding man. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I want, I want Vettel's dad to sit me down and make me some breakfast. I want Vettel's mm-hmm. dad to see me crying. What a great dad you have. It's super supportive and seem to have all the right words for you. That's really great. Mm-hmm. You know, most of our dads, they have a tough time showing love, saying I love you. Yeah. I can't imagine a lot of them giving us like life advice. So that's part of the struggle, right? That our parents don't necessarily have the tools or the words because they haven't had the experience and it seems like your dad really had the understanding way to go papa burgos way to go see i like him (laughs) i like them too you know the thing is we're trying to make our parents proud that's the thing you know we're trying to make them proud but we're trying to make our own way and our own identity and eventually little you found your job and it all worked out and you move forward and you made the career moves and it was hard and you're right we needed something like level up latina to at least have a service or a person or a plan to turn to and not have to feel so alone so i'm glad that we have this baby to give back but we're not going to be the first we're not going to be the last of people that are going to have to navigate these feelings of being the first in your family to enter college to enter maybe a new industry and a workforce your dad had to have the construction jobs my mom had to clean the houses and they look at us and they think okay i brought you to this country to do better now you are expected to have a better job you're expected to have even better things Mm -hmm. sometimes they see they see things as better, but I, but I do want to remind everybody that take it easy, you know, try not to rush through the process in your twenties. That's when you're meant to be figuring it out. Do not let time rush you. I know I was really rushing in my twenties because of all that stuff, all that pressure, home, baby, cars, jobs. And I actually didn't do well with all that pressure, piling that all on for us. We bought a house or a condo and then eventually we short sold it because it was way too much happening in my mid twenties. But it was because as a first generation person, I felt pressure. Yes, I felt all this pressure. And so some of it is guilt, right? You feel stuck and you feel like you need to be further along. 
We all can relate yeah. to that. You need, I need to be further along. My, my mom busted her butt. She, she helped me get through college. Like I busted my butt. I got to be further along, but that was insane. So my, my advice to those of you listening that are maybe feeling like you have to get to the next thing and you have to check the next box and you're in your mid twenties, you are very young. Maybe even yes. in your mid thirties, you're still very young in your mid thirties. Believe it or not, ladies, <laughs> yes. you're still young in your forties. Believe it or not, twenty year olds are probably like, no, forty year olds are not young. Point is, we have yeah, you know, we out. have a life to live, yeah. and as first generation people, we want to be successful and set the right tone. We don't want to crash and burn either. So careful of taking on way too much because of the guilt or the pressure, and just go at a pace that you can sustain and you can feel proud of. But just be careful to take care of yourself and your mental health and not running and taking on way too much. Yeah. And, and try to brush <laughs> off that, that, that pressure because I, the pressure that I was getting in my mid twenties, like I was working at my firm already as a legal assistant, trying to build a good work ethic, but it was always, y tu, y el novio, and uh-huh. los chicos, you know, when are you going to have kids? You know, and I was, it was the pressure, mm-hmm. you know, because like, oh, you're getting older and you still don't have kids and you're still not married. Because mm-hmm. our families and tias, they got married much younger. And mm-hmm. our generation, you know, is getting get married, it's getting married and having children later on in life and they're 30. So that pressure that I didn't let it get to me. I was just like, okay, well, I'm working my way. You know, I'm working at this firm, building a good work ethic, which benefited me in the end because after law school, I got hired right on. So that's my mm-hmm. advice to who's ever listening. If you already know what field you want to be into and you want to take a break between maybe, you know, it's grad school, whatnot, and you want to take a break between college and grad school, try to get in your field, work your butt off, work, a, you know, a good work ethic. That way, that same company can hire you back once you get that higher degree. Yeah. So no, no pressure. Ceci, you're a great example of that. I know you were on the path. You were on the path. Law school was worth it, you know, but it was going to yeah. take focused years. You, you, yeah. You're you going to have the tia and the primas and everybody telling you, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get booed up? When are you going to get married? And yeah. you were experiencing that recently, like all those questions. When are you going to get mm-hmm. married? When are you going to get married? It's like, when I'm ready to be married, I'm yes. not missing the boat. I'm not missing the boat. When I'm ready to have kids, Correct. maybe I don't want to have kids. I always tell my little level up Latinita, my daughter, if you choose to have kids, if you don't, yeah. if you choose to be with a man or a woman, my husband's always like, my goodness, you and your alternate paths. But I don't want pressure. I don't want pressure for my kids. If you go, the other day I was like, if you go to college, if you don't, and then people all looked at me like, your kids are not going to go to college. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I got backpedaled. Like, of course I would want them to go to college. I don't care what they major in. You know, like, like alternate paths. But the point is that we have to be careful. I went to my kids back to school night and all these kids report to being depressed to their teachers and being overwhelmed and being stressed. A lot of those kids are not first gen. So think about the first gen kid. If the kids that have parents that went to college oh. are overwhelmed and stressed out and full of pressure, imagine the first-gen kid which who is dealing with mm-hmm. parents have jobs that are maybe not the top of the top. They don't have networks that can get you the job or lend you the internship. They are working hard. You're mm-hmm. you're alone a lot because in a lot of cases, in my case, I came from a single-parent household. My mom couldn't be around because she had to work. So our circumstances are very different. There's enough pressure as it is, is my point, right? Society is right. going to put enough pressure on us as it is circumstances we can't change if we're on the bus or if we're driving a car when we're growing up we can't change that but what we can change is how we think of it and embrace it and like you said Ceci put the pressure away put it away because yes. you can't change when you're going to get married you're going to get married when you're meant to get married if it's for you you're going to have kids right. if you're meant to have kids if it's for you and before you know it it's for you and you are doing it careful with that, that pressure. Is, that is very very true for example myself okay <laughs> on the, the year I got pregnant 
I had said, you know what? Mommyhood is just not for me. I'm not meant to be a mom. <laughs> oh and my both. God, you were wrong about that. The, oh, yes. the universe. Diosito te and lo tenía and lo Jesus was like, boom, you get a baby. It was like the Oprah Jesus and the yes. Oprah universe. We're like, yeah. oh, what? Oh, what? Hold up. You get a baby. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I was like, you know what? Okay, thank you. Let's do this. You know, maybe I'm in for it. And in the last, it's not even three years, but in these last two, two and a half years, it's been one thing after another, you know, like, I was a person that was engaged, ended that relationship, and I was like, this is not for me. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, it'll happen one day. Oh, I'm not going to have kids right now. No, I'm fine with that. And then all of a sudden it's just, it's coming at me. But I think I am more prepared now than mm-hmm. I was then. Mm-hmm. So I am open to that. And okay, so I'm like, okay, you, you want to give me the baby, Lord Jesus universe? Okay, I'll take it. You want to give, give me a second baby? I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah, you know, you want to give me number three? I'm open. Let's do this. You know, um, want me to get married? Like, you know, okay, I'll get married. And it was like, everything's just happened so fast. Yes, yes, yes. And it's just been not that I was like, hey, we need to do this. We need to have a baby. We need to get married now. No, it was more like, I'm open to it. You know, we're, we have a good relationship. So like, if you're hippie, you're like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we have a good relationship. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're parenting these two children now and blah, blah, blah. And it's more of a, Yes, I'm okay and I'm willing to accept it into my life. And it's just so different from me about what, 15 years ago where I was like, uh, yes, let's get married just because it was the next thing on my list, mm-hmm. you know, or the thing that was expected of me. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, you know what? I'm tired of my family asking me about if I'm gay. You yeah. know, I already told them no. Who cares if they think I'm gay or not? I don't care what they think. I would, I mean, I would take my homegirl to our, our, our parties, our family parties because she knew how to dance banda. And I'm like, when the banda was start playing, I'm like, my friend and I will go dance. This is my friend Letty. So my cousins are like, are you and Letty like together? I'm oh like, my no, gosh. that's my homegirl, you know? Que lo que piensen. I don't care. So, so you, you know, do you. You get married in that end. Good for you, boo. Good for you. Yeah. We make decisions and it's okay to change our mind. It's okay to decide that that's not what I want to do. You know, I've tried it. I don't want it. Don't be afraid to make those decisions. I think now. Once we've come back home and once we went to college and we've had all the experiences, we still don't have all the answers. We think we might want one thing, but at the end of the day, it's not what we want. And if you really know that deep down inside, it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Probably going to cause some hurt, some pain to you or to other people. So be mindful of exactly what you're doing. You know, don't just, you know, be reckless. But at the same time, be, know how you're going to address that thing. Like for me, it was having an honest conversation when it came to my relationship. Like, hey, are you really, do you really feel this? You know, maybe we should take some time apart. Maybe we're not meant to be together. Like all these things, like it's just being, being honest with yourself and being true because it's generally, like in general, just if you, if you're able to do that, you're going to be okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that comes in the part of Mm -hmm. like being an individual and being able to be a good person with everybody else around you, with your community, with your partner, with everything. And things fall into place, guys. So don't feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know you we know? keep saying that, like, so. if it's easier said than done, but we're saying that because we've been there, done that. Like, if you, you've succumbed to push pressure, you're going to keep feeling pressure because we felt it with our homes. We felt it in relationships, having to rush that timeline. Newsflash, we're going to feel it in our careers. We're still going to be those first generation people. I'm sure there's not yeah. a lot of Latina women working at your firm, Ceci, at your law firm, where there are no. a lot of Latina lawyers. Right? I so, was the only one. Right. Exactly. So we're going to have to still pave the way and be the only ones in our professions. Us three as entrepreneurs, as females running this company, we're still going to be in that bubble. So pressure, believe it or not, you're going to have to learn to let it go. Guilt, let it go because we're trying to continue to pave the way and we're going to continue to be the ones that are 
setting the tone and doing it a little bit differently. When Vero talks about having to break an engagement, that's a pretty modern thing to do. Our families back in the days probably would have stayed in a loveless marriage mm-hmm. or a marriage with doubt. We have to pave the way and do it a little differently. Me moving out of my home once I move back from college and knowing I'm going to be a single woman living on my own, even though my mom doesn't get that, why should I do that? It was important to me, you know, so all of us are going to have to pave the way and continue to pave the way in our careers with parenting, if we choose to be parents in motherhood and in relationships. So I want to give you guys a lot of kudos for fighting the good fight with us. Remind you guys of some of the key points that we talked about today. This is your timeline, baby. Have kids when you are ready to have kids. Okay. So Vettel's got the newborn. I've got a 12 year old. There's no right way. There's no right way. Or not, no, my God, he's not 12, he's 13. Teenager, oh my God. (laughs) Point is, that's true. Point is, there is no right timeline. There is really no right timeline. So I know you might be feeling stuck, but a lot of times we're feeling stuck because we're trying to fight what is. That's just stress, trying to change what already is. Just enjoy the moment, ladies. Go at your own pace. Let go of that guilt of feeling stuck. If your parents are not understanding you or your friends, your family, just look within, do what's right for you. Like Vero said, make good decisions, do what's right for you. Be patient with yourself. I'm so proud of Ceci, who was so patient with herself, staying the course with law school, never gave up on it. Even if people were no. saying all the time, cuando te casas, when are you having babies? Look at her with twins. She popped out twins. <laughs> exactly. The universe provided for you guys times yeah. two, both of you. So yes. my last point is yeah. a lot of this stuff, we've been there, done that, level up Latina, come to us. If you're thinking, how, how do I get started? How do we get unstuck? How do I deal with these emotions, these feelings of being first gen? You have three great examples here. Maybe you're not first gen. Maybe whatever your your reasoning is and you're feeling like, I still feel stuck. And my parents did go to college. Well, come here anyway. We can work through those feelings and a plan and coaching you and supporting you. And this was an awesome conversation, was it not? Yes, yes. It's always so good how we get to reminisce. It's very, very cool to get back to think about those days. So before we sign off, I want to remind you guys how to find us on social media at Level Up Latina. Remember to email us at admin at leveluplatina.com. If you have questions, inquiries, you want to know a little bit more, we've piqued your interest on anything we've said. And also, before we go, a very warm reminder about our launch party on Saturday, September 28th. <laughs> 5 to 8 p.m. at Candela on La Brea. It's going to be yeah. so much fun. Tickets are selling, selling, selling. Get your tickets. You don't want to pay more at the door. You want to get your tickets now. You don't want to wait till the last minute. It's going to be such a good time. After party guaranteed. Candela is a great venue. There's going to be amazing powerhouse women there. I'm so excited about the women that we have. Our lineup, the speakers. The food, the drinks. Remember how good the food was, Vero, the last time we were there? Remember? We just kept going oh back for, yeah, I think, thirds. So, so bomb. Bomb food, right? <laughs> for real. Very, very delicious. Delicious food, <laughs> delicious drinks. Forward. I know I'm looking forward to eating, so we'll try to stuff our faces after we've done the talking. But really, do you, you do <laughs> yeah. not want to miss this. It is the networking event that you want to be at. It really does take you to the next level. You leave there feeling good. I mean, we were looking at some testimonials from women who went to the San Francisco launch party. One girl told me that she was inspired to start her business because she went to the LUA launch and she was just Mm -hmm. a friend. She was just a friend supporting a friend, a sorority sister of mine, and she is now starting her business. So if you need something to give you that boost, come to this party. If you're feeling stuck, this topic, Mm -hmm. if you're feeling stuck, get out of the house, unstick yourself. If you feel like people around you are not understanding you, maybe they're not first gen, maybe they are, but you're feeling misunderstood. Come to our bubble. It's a great feel-good bubble. So we'll see you at the launch party Saturday, September 28th, Candela on La Brea. And other than that, 
It's goodbye. Bye. Desde la Ciudad de México. Eso sí. Desde Saludos. la Ciudad de México. Desde la Ciudad de México. Desde Campton. Y Vero desde, desde Compton. Compton, México. Y desde Redondo. Desde Campton. Redondo, Redondo Playa. Redondo Beach. Redondo Playa. We love you guys. Muy bien. We'll love catch you. you. We'll catch you online. We'll catch you on social media. Chao, chao. Chao. Don't forget to level up.